Welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Norwood, a wife, mom of two, a life coach, and a counselor. But above all these titles, I'm a human who is so passionate about helping other moms feel alive and confident. My mission with this podcast is to help you, the human, reconnect with yourself and your identity beyond being a mom. On this show, I'll share moments and stories and interviews and expert strategies to manage your mindset and take small action until you are living a life that you are so obsessed with. I feel that becoming a woman who is happy and peaceful and confident is the most inspiring thing we can do for ourselves. One of my favorite things to watch is other women win, including you. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome back to another week. Welcome back to a new episode of Confident Like a Mother. I'm really pumped that you are here. And today's episode is going to be so spicy. I can't wait to get into it. It was brought to you by um, a question box on Instagram. And I thought it was a really valuable question that I know I'm not the only mother that has felt this way. And I know that this woman that asked me, like, we are not the only two moms that have felt this way. And that feeling is a sense of being out of control or feeling out of control. And we're jumping right in. I waste no time. How would you feel in your life if you really believe that no matter what emotion that you were feeling, like no matter what it was, that you had the ability almost instantly to get out of that feeling? Would that be useful? Would you want to learn like the strategy or the technique as to how to do that? Of course you would. It'd be like gold. So, so let's first think of an emotion that maybe like we oftentimes don't want to feel, whether it be anger, rage, frustration, sadness, disappointment, annoyance, whatever, insert any feeling. The quickest way through, like I said, was to notice or recognize that you're feeling that emotion. And then what you should do next is to try to figure out what caused it. Try to figure out what the signal to that emotion is, which just simply means like, why are you feeling this way? What is the actual root thought that is causing you to feel that way? The second thing you're going to want to do to move through that emotion even more quickly is to get clear on what it is that you do want. Like, how do you want to feel? What is the signal trying to communicate with you? What is it trying to tell you? Then lastly, and I'll run through it like a real life example. The lastly is take action immediately in the direction that you want to do. Take action immediately or do something that expresses what your desired action should be. So let's use an example. Like let's say, um, speak to a lot of moms that feel like hurt or annoyed or kind of frustrated in their marriage, for example. So if let's use the word hurt. If you are hurt that your husband is like going out for a night with his buddies, let's say, I have a question like, why are you feeling hurt? And if we were to really explore further into why you're feeling hurt and perhaps your hurt feelings could, could be communicating something or more than likely are trying to communicate. So what are your feelings of hurt? So the first thing to explore is knowing what your hurt feelings are trying to communicate with you. And more often than not, they're trying to communicate that you have some type of unmet need or you have some type of unmet expectation that it's causing you to feel hurt. It's causing hurt to show up for you. Okay, so that part's easy. The challenge here with, you know, after you've identified how you felt and maybe why you feel that way, the biggest trouble that I see with my clients is then they have to identify what needs to change or what, you know, the first change that would need to be made is maybe your perception of the situation. So if you're constantly thinking stuff like, oh my goodness, my husband doesn't respect my time or 
maybe my husband doesn't love me as much as he used to because we, when we first started dating, he would always take me out and we would go out all the time. And of course you have this like sense of loss and like your feelings are hurt. So then you ask yourself like, are these, emo- are these emotions appropriate for me to feel right now? I'm like, yeah, of course they are. So if that's the case, then how can you do something you, how can you do something different in order to create a different feeling? So an example of like changing your procedure or doing something different would be like, maybe you initiate a date night out with your husband. Maybe you initiate a conversation like, oh, like I know, like great, go out with your buddies tonight, but like next weekend, it's like you and I, like we're, it's all us, we're going out next weekend. And like, even that would have you excited and looking forward to the the next weekend plan because then you have exactly what you're wanting, which is like the attention and the date night with your husband. Do you get what I'm saying? So you could choose to think differently, which would be to change your perception, or you could choose to do something different, like do a different procedure, which would mean you would initiate the date night. Both ways, you're changing how you're thinking about the situation And in turn, the way that you feel about the situation is going to change as well. Do you see how thinking like this automatically gives you so much control over how you feel, so much control over the actions that you take? Because there are so many things. There's like bajillion things a day that are out of our control. A lot of things are out of our hands, a lot of things that we cannot fix. But by continuing to think that everything is out of our control and everything like we cannot fix, it's such a disempowering thought and it will cause you to stay stuck exactly where you are. And the feeling of stuckness, like those feelings, like a feeling of upset with your husband could stay stuck in your relationship for an extended period of time and like slowly start to eat away at it. So that's why it's so important for you. Like that's why I felt like I want us to start this episode off with a really practical three-step strategy to move through your feelings. What should be, if I'm recapping, the first step in coming out of that emotional state would be to identify or recognize what the signal of that emotion is. Two, get really clear on what it is that you do want. And then three, take action in that direction or do something that would express your desired action. And the reason why this episode is so important, it's going to be a super quick episode, but whether it be people in your life or situations or circumstances or even like extended seasons in your life, it is so freaking exhausting and probably uncomfortable, I'd even say, when you are trying to control every little thing, or especially when you feel like things are like slipping out of your grip and you're grasping for that control, or even worse, when you know one thing goes bad, they all go bad, where things just seem to feel like they're piling on and your life feels out of control. Raise your hand and nod along if you hear this, because I know that I'm not the only one that's ever felt this way. Know that I'm not alone in this. If you are like me, I am someone who does not like to be doing something that isn't progressing towards a solution, that isn't progressing towards something. I'm a woman of action. That is what I'm all about. But there is just some situations that we just cannot, like we cannot just action our way out of it. So not only is this episode about control, but I'm going to offer you a couple things to always consider when you are feeling out of control. Because let's face it, there's going to be situations in your life or people in your life or seasons even in your life where you feel like you are doing absolutely everything to control an outcome where you feel like you're doing absolutely everything to control your kid's emotions or to control your husband's emotions or his actions, or you're doing everything to get that promotion at work. Or for all my, you know, direct selling moms, you're doing everything to make the sales. You're, you know, wanting to make more money. You're trying to do everything that you can to make the opportunities 
come. You're doing everything in your power and it's beginning to cause you stress. It's beginning to cause you panic and it's beginning to create pressure for you. But sometimes the situation that you find yourself in or the outcomes that you're waiting to happen or you're waiting for will happen when they are supposed to happen and they'll happen when they are supposed to happen. You're probably like, oh, Caitlin, but like when, like this is not helpful advice. This is not practical advice. And maybe that is true, but I think it's important for you to hear this. This means like, you're probably like, ah, what does this mean? This means that like, there are going to be moments in your life and people in your life and circumstances in your life where you can only do what you can do. And then the rest, you just have to let go. You have to let go of your attachment to it, to the outcome and ride the wave. And in the meantime, you just welcome in flow and you believe that everything that you're doing, all of the actions that you're taking, all of the beliefs that you have, like it's all working right now. I'll offer you this. When you take the focus off the when, like when is it going to happen? When is my promotion? When is more money? When is my husband going to understand me? When will my life feel less chaotic? When will I feel less stressed? When is it going to happen for me? When you take your focus off the when, and you focus on the what, like the what you're going to do, your life will change. Like everything will feel so much lighter. A lot of us are trying to control things that we really have no power in controlling. And even though we know this, we still run ourselves crazy. We're freaking out. We're stressing out. We're getting into arguments. We're trying to control them anyways, even though we know that we cannot. And hear me when I say this, it is not your job to control other people. It is not your job to control your kids. It's not your job to control your husband or your spouse. It's not your job to control your coworkers or the people that work for you or the people that are on your team. It's not your job. It's not your responsibility. And we could take a step back and really see it like that, even though most of us really know that like to be true. The actions that we're taking are saying otherwise, where we're like, you know, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of trying to control everybody else. So what this is doing is like running our energy. It's emptying us out, trying to control the people, trying to control the parts of our jobs that we want to control, trying to control the outcome, trying to control sales or trying to control projects and nothing is moving the needle. Like, and it becomes so freaking frustrated. And what happens is like, we worry while we're in this waiting period, like when is it happening? And I do this too. Like I'm not exempt from this. I do this all the time. Like trying to just like speed up to the end, trying to speed up the process to try to get through the process and get to the desired outcome. And the outcome for anybody listening to this podcast could sound very different. The outcome, the desired outcome could be like a happier, less stressed life. It could be a promotion at work. It could be a happier marriage. It could be, you know, a better relationship with your children. It could be a better relationship with your family or friends. A desired outcome could be like a better job. Your desired outcome could be like, starting that business that you've been wanting to start. Whatever the desired outcome is, we are always trying to just rush through the process and get to the end quicker. And what you'll notice is that this doesn't work. It does not work, even though this is how we want it to work. It's not how things work out. What this does is it only creates more worry. It creates more anxiety. It can create more pressure on you. So instead of just relinquishing the control, that like grippy graspiness, for however long it takes while keeping in your mind, while keeping your mindset that like it's all happening for me right now. One of my favorite thoughts is everything's working out for me right now. Like it's all happening and things are working out for me right now that I can't even see yet. Like there's opportunities being created right now, right in this very moment 
that I don't even know exist yet. Isn't that amazing? I, I also love the thought, like everything that we can now see was like at one point, something that no one could see. Like my mind is blown thinking about all of that. I have been reminding myself of a few things that will hopefully help you when you are feeling out of control and when you are feeling like you don't know how to make it better or you don't know how to get yourself stuck from feeling overwhelmed. And usually this feeling comes when we are experiencing big emotions or heightened emotions and it and along with those big emotions, of course, everything just like feels like it's the end of the world and everything is just like happening to us. And it feels really hard in the moment to be like, oh no, this is a redirection. In those big moments, it feels really hard to rephrase or reroute or redirect those thoughts that feel like the world is ending. Here's what I want to start off with. It's something that I'm doing with all of my new clients and it is so valuable as a place to start when we go through, when we start coaching together, because I'm so curious to see how my clients are spending their energy. So doing a full on energetic management where we're spending two sessions, two hour long sessions on exactly where your energy is going. We go through very specifically where you're spending your time, where you're thinking your thoughts. If you're interested in running through this, I'm offering a strategy call for all my podcast listeners to do this exercise with me as well. You can find the link in the show notes, but what a huge realization that has been for my clients for when they see how they're spending their energy and like how they're receiving energy or not receiving energy. And what a huge realization when they're like, oh, I waste too much time or I waste too much energy and trying to control things that are absolutely impossible for me to control. Doing this is such a game changer and like what a waste of your time and energy when you're not looking at something that's right in front of your face. One thing to consider is how many areas of your life have you absolutely reached capacity to all that you can handle, but yet you're like still trying to pull, pull off more or take on more. And then what if there were things in your life that you were like, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm so attached to that outcome. I don't even want that or I don't even need that. I'd rather reroute my or redirect my energy to this thing over here that really needs a lot of work. What if you could really look at your life and really organize it in such a way so you can see exactly where your energy is being poured into and then reroute it to the things that you're actually wanting, to the things that you actually desire. When it comes to your control, here are a couple of things that you do actually have control over and we forget about them all of the time. One thing you can say to yourself is, I always have control over my attitude. I get to change it. I get to choose it. I get to be around people that influence it. If I have a crappy attitude, it doesn't have to stay that way. I get to change it. The second thing that you have 100% autonomy over, 100% control over is your actions and your behavior. And although your actions and your behaviors are derived from your feelings and your thoughts, you have control over from like the top down with this. How are you thinking, like your attitude, how are you thinking absolutely influences your actions and how you behave. You have total control over this. However, a lot of times the way that you're thinking, your attitude, the way that it's influencing your actions and your behaviors, a lot of times what's happening is unconscious and you're not aware of the thoughts that you're thinking about yourself and how they're driving your behavior. So sometimes you might be just thinking you're, you know, I am just this way. This is just who I am. That's just a thought. You no longer have to have that. You can wake up tomorrow and be a completely different person. You get to wake up tomorrow and say like, I my brain just works differently now. 
Like that is a thought that you can have. That's something that my coaches offered me and I've, I've shared it here on this podcast before. It's been an invaluable thought to have in the morning when you are getting stuck in the like, I'm always this way or I'm always bad with this or I've always been bad at this. I've never kept with anything. When you're in that stuckness or when you believe that that is true about you, you're gonna stay exactly as you are. You're gonna stay exactly as you are. However, you get to choose to wake up tomorrow and just decide, I'm just different now. Like my brain is just different now, but it takes this level of awareness. It takes this level of responsibility to do something different. Okay. Tangent. The third thing that you have 100% control over is how you speak to and about yourself. And this is particularly important in moments of stress, in moments of overwhelm, in moments of frustration, anger, disappointment, those feelings that we chatted about earlier it's particularly important to be mindful and careful about how you speak to and about yourself. Even if you're just like, oh, I'm such an idiot or, oh, I always do this. That's a message. You're sending that, you're like reinforcing that in your brain that you are going to continue doing the thing that you're doing or you are gonna continue avoiding the thing that you're doing because you keep saying, I always do this or I'm so stupid. Your brain believes that, it hears it. And I know that it sounds silly, but it's so true and it's wildly important. How you choose to speak to yourself is a boundary that you get to keep with yourself. If today you just decide you're listening to this podcast, you're influenced, and you're like, I'm no longer going to shit on myself. I'm no longer going to speak badly about how I look in the mirror. I'm no longer going to speak badly about you know how I appear or my performance. I'm just no longer doing that. That's a boundary that you get to set with yourself, that you get to decide, and you know that it affects your outcome. The fourth thing, the fourth thing that you have full and complete control over is how you speak to others. How you speak to others. This one's so important, especially for interpersonal relationships, because even though you are in, you know, your emotions are your responsibility, you may be taking out your emotions on other people. And like, shout out to my husband, because if I'm being fully transparent here, like I sometimes take out my emotions on other people. My husband gets the brunt of it. And my daughter sometimes get the brunt of it. And they don't deserve that. I get to decide how I speak to them in my periods of overwhelm or upset or disappointment or frustration or anger. Those are my emotions. And always, especially with my daughters, not so much to Mark, but especially with my daughters, it is always my point to go back and be like, those were my feelings, not yours. And I'm sorry about that. And it's also my responsibility to communicate my overwhelm. It's also my responsibility to communicate my stress, my anger, my whatever. I am the one who gets to communicate that state, whatever emotional state it is with other people. It is my responsibility and I am in control of that. I'd say those are the four like main categories in which that you have control over. And I think under each one of those main categories, there will be like subcategories, for example, like who you choose to spend your time with and um, maybe the foods that you put in your body, the time that you wake up and the time that you go to bed and you know how you spend your money. Like there's sub- subcategories under the four main categories that I just listed. And those are equally as important and they fall under those four main categories. And look, I just think I have this deep passion for helping women, especially moms, because I just feel like we're not here to like live a basic medium-ish life. I feel like that's so boring. And if your basic medium-ish life is like everything you desire and like that's all you want, great. I'm like clapping it up for you. That means like you're living your dream life. Amazing. 
But if you are like content with the stage in your life where you're just like, this is just how it has to be right now. I'm just doing this. It feels dull, but you know, this is just how it has to be right now. Like hell to the fucking no. For me, I'm always looking for evidence that my life is in the, going in the right direction, that you know we're working towards a plan or that there's a roadmap to get to the place that I'm living my ultimate dream life, like the life that I am fully obsessed with. And you can do this too. Sometimes we don't have control over all of the things or all of the elements or all of the variables. So instead of adding more pressure, instead of adding more stress, instead of adding more attachment to this desired outcome, instead ask yourself this, can you live your life from a place of like acceptance daily? Can you accept where you are right now? And this is not like acceptance of being like, basically, I was just saying, like, you're just like dissatisfied with your life and you're thinking that at some point in the future, maybe I'll change. No, no, no. There's a very vast difference. If you are like right now, I am so obsessed with my life and I know that my dream life, like the next chapter of my dream life is tomorrow. And the next chapter after that is the day after, like there's always a new level. But if you are so satisfied and content with, with your life right now, I believe, I'm someone who believes that there's always an opportunity being brewed right now. That's one way. That's living in acceptance, for me at least. But if you're confusing acceptance with like, this is just how it has to be right now, that is not acceptance. That is actually discontentment. It's avoiding how you feel. It's avoiding asking for exactly what you want. And it's avoiding taking action towards your desired state. Like I mentioned at the top of this episode. So if you are somebody that is getting your acceptance confused with discontentment, you are then always going to feel like things are beyond your control. You are always going to feel out of control. You're always going to feel like life is just happening around you and that you have absolutely no control over anything. I want you to borrow my thought that like things are happening right now that I can't even see. Like when you think differently about your life and know that everything is just happening right now for you, how you begin to think about yourself are going to start to become like aligned with the actions that you're taking. And then the things that you're doing that are working towards your next opportunity, your next season of life, your next fill in the blank. This also helps you to start focusing on everything that you can control and everything that you can do, like little things every single day. I like to think of it as like a little karma deposit, like a little karma bank, let's call it. And let's say that every day, every time each day, like multiple times a day, you make a choice that supports your next opportunity or you have a thought that supports your next big idea or your ideal dream life. This adds a drop in your karma bucket. And when you're faced with like a challenge or in any challenging situations or when you're faced with something that maybe you know that you have to do that feels uncomfortable, like you do it anyway. And Maybe you don't get the immediate outcome. Maybe you don't get the immediate results that you want, but you just add a little karma drop to your bucket. Like you're filling it up. Think about it like that. And your job isn't to focus on the outcome. Like for example, your job isn't to focus on when your husband is going to better understand your struggle. Your job isn't to focus on when that new relationship will come or when your promotion is going to come or when the new house is going to come or when you're going to lose that weight, like whatever it is, it's not your job to focus on the outcome in the future. However, your job is to keep making the deposits in your karma bank. Your job is to keep showing up, keep applying for the job, 
keep putting yourself out there for new friendships and or new relationships. Keep creating, keep connecting with your husband and your kids, keep looking for new homes, keep taking care of yourself, keep asking questions, keep doing your part and keep making those karma deposits daily, multiple times a day. Since starting my coaching practice, there's been like so many things in the dreams of like where I want to take this. And I have so many ideas and so many things that I want to do. And when opportunities come into my life and they're coming because I make daily deposits into my karma bank. Maybe right now I don't have all the resources for my dream life, but I do have my daily deposits. And some of my deposits include like doing the inner work on myself with my coach, with my therapist. My other karma deposits include like putting out a podcast for you every week of my best efforts, my thoughts, and to teach and educate and to connect. Some of my other karma deposits are like making fun and educational reels or posting on social media, even if it's like one person watches it or one person gets benefit from this, then like, it's amazing to me. My other deposits are like, you know, representing myself in my private practice when connecting and talking with other women. And the biggest contribution in my karma deposit bucket is doing my absolute best in everything that I do. And so ask yourself, Are you making daily deposits into like your karma tank that is towards the desired action of what you actually want? And if your answer is yes, then it's all happening. It's all coming. It's all happening for you right now. And if you're being very honest and you're like, no, Caitlin, I'm not making any karma deposits in my tank of the things that I actually want. And I'm going to start right now. Like I'm going to start today. Then again, when you realize that you're you know, everything that you're doing is like taking that aligned action and everything that you're doing is enough. Because when you know your deposits are made every day, whatever happens next is really out of your control. And if you're looking to gain more clarity on this and looking to see where your energy and where your time is being focused on in your life, I'm offering all podcast listeners a strategy session. The link to book that is in the show notes and it's also in my Instagram profile. We'll hang out for 60 minutes. It'll be a lengthy questionnaire before we get started. So I get all of my questions out of the way and that way we can spend all of our time on our call doing the actual work, doing the actual coaching. And I'm so excited to have this offering because I want to set all of my listeners up with like the on-ramp to the year of 2023. And this is the exact way to do that. Look at this as like your on-ramp to the new year. We're going to think about like, how do you want to wrap the end of year 2022 up? How are we going to put a nice little bow on it? But really it's how are we going to show up in year 2023 as the best fucking version of yourself and your roadmap to actually get yourself there. This is not something that I offer all of the time. So you definitely want to book your session before the end of this year. And, and I cannot wait to meet you because I know that this is exactly what you need to live confident like a mother. That will do it for this week's episode of Confident Like a Mother. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would share it on your socials, share it with a mom friend, and don't forget to tag me at Caitlin underscore Norwood. If you are new here, I love connecting with new listeners. Send me a DM and tag me. Let me know what you love the best about this episode. I always love connecting. Don't forget to check out that strategy call that I'm offering for the end of year 2022. The link to sign up is in the show notes below. I'll see you guys next week.